98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. Tonight's headlines. Online media outlet Stan News says it's ceased operations after this morning's raid by National Security Police. The Chief Secretary issues a stern warning to journalists with, as he puts it, political motives. And domestic helpers will no longer be able to quarantine in Penny's Bay as officials prepare contingencies for an Omicron surge. The online media outlet Stan News has announced it's halting all operations and laying off its staff hours after police arrested seven people linked to the group and froze more than $60 million of its assets. Natalie Cheng reports. National Security Police raided Stan News Kuntong office in the morning and took away computers and boxes of evidence under a court warrant authorizing the seizure of journalistic materials. Officers say at least seven people were arrested for allegedly publishing numerous articles aimed at inciting hatred against the government and rule of law and promoting Hong Kong independence starting from July 2020. It's understood the acting chief editor and a former editor were among those arrested, along with four former board members, including barrister Margaret Ng and singer Denise Ho. Senior Superintendent Steve Lee from the Police National Security Department says the suspects are accused of sedition-related offences under the colonial-era crimes ordinance. He stressed no specific group or individual was targeted and had this to say when asked how other media outlets could avoid falling foul of national security offences. If you just won't report, I don't think that is a problem. Just not be biased. You know how to do it. You know more better than me. Police have frozen $61 million worth of the company's assets using powers under the national security law. And police sources say the founder of Stan News, Tony Choi, is now wanted over the case. The Chief Secretary, John Lee, says the authorities have zero tolerance for any national security violations and issued this warning to any journalists who may have what he described as political motives in their work. Anybody who attempts to make use of media work as a tool to pursue their political purpose or other interests contravenes the law, particularly offences that endanger national security. They are the evil elements that damage press freedom. Professional media workers should recognize that these are the bad apples who are abusing their position simply by wearing a false coat of media worker. Kenneth Fock, the lawmaker-elect for the publication sector, says Hong Kong is a society governed by the rule of law and the police took action according to the law. He added that it's crucial to safeguard national security. Police say they've arrested three more staff members of a foster home at the centre of abuse allegations. Officers said the three women employees from the children's residential home were being detained on suspicion of ill-treatment or neglect of children. The force added that the number of children allegedly abused had risen to 20. From next month, the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre will no longer be used to isolate foreign domestic helpers arriving in Hong Kong. Here's Timmy Sung. According to the government, the Penny's Bay Quarantine Centre will stop taking reservations for foreign domestic helpers from next Monday. Officials say they are reserving the facility to tackle the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. Foreign domestic helpers will be quarantined at a new designated hotel on Lantau, the Regala Sky City, next month. Officials added that they are in discussion of a fourth hotel for helpers quarantine. Meanwhile, Hong Kong has reported 14 more imported COVID cases, 11 of them involving mutant strings. 
Authorities also confirmed 12 more Omicron infections, raising the total here to 70. And they announced a decision to ban Cafe Pacific from operating passenger flights from Los Angeles and Toronto for two weeks till January the 11th, after four passengers from Los Angeles and three from Toronto tested positive on arrival. And the weather. Cloudy periods at first, fine and dry during the day tomorrow. Cool in the morning with a minimum temperature of about 15 degrees in at the urban areas. It will be a couple of degrees cooler in the new territories. The maximum temperature will get to around 20 degrees during the day. Moderate north to northeasterly winds, they will be occasionally fresh offshore overnight. And it's going to stay mainly fine with cool mornings in the coming couple of days. Temperature now 18 degrees, humidity 80%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Representatives from the logistics and aviation industry say a new government rule requiring cargo aircrew to quarantine for three days in a hotel instead of at home is acceptable. But they also warned about the potential impact if the quarantine period is extended in future. As Francis Sitt reports, medical experts say the move is needed to stop the Omicron COVID variant from seeping into the community. Speaking on an RTHK program, Chi Yulun from the Hong Kong Aviation Staff Alliance said the new policy will cause inconvenience to the staff concerned, but won't have too much impact on airlines' manpower. But Elsa Yun of the Hong Kong Logistics Association warned of a significant impact on the industry if the government extends the quarantine period even further. If the hotel quarantine period is lengthened to five or seven days, it will affect our capacity. Our costs will also increase. Ultimately, consumers will have to shoulder the increased costs, she said. Ms Yun says she was also concerned that some Hong Kong-based companies might move their business elsewhere. Meanwhile, infectious diseases expert Joseph Zhang welcomed the new policy, saying it should have been introduced earlier. Dr Zhang said given Omicron's shorter incubation period, health authorities should already be able to pick up infections during the three-day hotel quarantine. He said the three-day requirement is a good starting point, adding that officials can further adjust the measure if cases still leak into the community. Official figures show that private home prices have fallen to their lowest since April. Last month, prices were down 1.2% from October. However, they're still up almost 3% on a year-on-year basis. Raymond Chang, a property analyst for CGS CIMB Securities, says the outlook for the market is far from promising. The reason behind is maybe due to the equity market was quite bad one year today, so I think this is one of the reasons. And the second reason is potentially U.S. may have reached a high for next year. Based on the market consensus, why currently market expects some maybe V rates high uh, in next year with each uh, 25 bits. So these two key reasons may be mean to check uh, the recent uh, public price in Hong Kong. The Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hoy, says figures show the confidence of international investors in Hong Kong remains unchanged after the introduction of the national security law. Wendy Wong reports. Speaking on RTHK's overview policy program, Christopher Hoy said business confidence in Hong Kong has remained unchanged, noting that both the deposits and banking sector and the foreign currency reserve have increased following the introduction of the national security law. 
The foreign media often say that there are problems, but look at the figures in the banking system and fund inflows you've just mentioned. And in the stock market, they indicate that our financial market operations and recognition by global investors remain the same. Mr. Hoi added that Hong Kong can start afresh in light of the new electoral system. The financial services chief also said the central government is supportive of Hong Kong as it has introduced a series of policies to enhance the SAR status as an international financial centre. Going forward, Mr. Hoi said officials will look into letting investors buy Hong Kong stocks with renminbi and further promote green bonds. Overseas, a former British Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, has called on the global community to urgently help Afghanistan by committing to the largest humanitarian response ever agreed for a single nation. Warning that the West is sleepwalking into the biggest humanitarian crisis of our times, Mr Brown said a multi-billion US dollar aid package was needed. There ought to be a pledging conference quickly. We need to raise four and a half billion. Now, we spent a thousand billion on the war in Afghanistan, the Americans did. Four billion is a very small fraction of that, and that is money to prevent starvation this winter, because that is what we are talking about, people being starved to death, malnutrition stocking the land, and disease, of course, as people are denied proper health care. Thousands of people have stood in long queues outside metro stations and bus stops in the Indian capital Delhi after the authorities imposed a 50% passenger limit on public transport due to the pandemic. In some areas, the lines were up to two kilometres long. A nighttime curfew was also introduced. India has reported more than 700 cases of the Omicron COVID variant so far. Chandrakant Lahariya, a public health expert, says more action may be needed. While India is showing some indication of renewed awareness and attention to respond to Omicron variant. There is attention on increasing vaccination coverage and uh, point of entry testing. But as far as uh, COVID appropriate behavior is concerned, there is a lot of room or space for uh, improvement. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has urged Britons to take a cautious approach to New Year's celebrations after England reported a record number of COVID-19 cases yesterday. Mr Johnson's government has ruled out imposing further restrictions in England before the new year in response to the Omicron variant, though devolved governments in Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland have stepped up social distancing measures. The Prime Minister said the variant was proving milder and those who had not received a vaccine booster were at most risk. And I'm sorry to say this, but the overwhelming majority of people who are currently ending up in intensive care in our hospitals are people who are not boosted. I've talked to doctors who say the numbers are running up to to 90% of people in intensive care who are not boosted. The United States has reported its highest ever number of new daily COVID cases, with nearly 450,000 on Monday. Infections are also soaring across Europe as it struggles to contain the Omicron variant. Amash Adelja is a specialist in infectious diseases at the John Hopkins Center for Health Security. Omicron is something that we are all susceptible to. The the mutations that it has allow it to get around the protection afforded by vaccines and prior immunity. And that's going to allow it to basically infect anybody at will. So we are going to see cases rise. The key is to keep this away from high-risk people who are not vaccinated. But cases are going to lose importance. And we're really going to have to focus on severe cases and hospitalizations because those numbers for cases are going to ebb and flow. And we're going to see spikes, especially as countries get hit with Omicron. 
France, Italy, Greece and Portugal have also reported record highs. The Archbishop of Johannesburg has led midday prayers and laid flowers outside the residence of the late Archbishop Desmond Tutu in Soweto. Later today, an interfaith memorial service will be held in his honour in Cape Town. It's part of a week of commemorative events. The Nobel Laureate State Funeral is on the 1st of January. Desmond Tutu's eldest daughter, Tandaeka Tutu Gache, was asked how the family felt about the nation's outpouring. The feeling of being overwhelmed in the midst of the pain and sorrow, it's very comforting for people to show their emotions and pour out their love um, for, for my dad. And we are truly appreciative of it. To sport and in football, the English Premier League leaders, Manchester City, have a chance to go nine points clear overnight when they visit Brentford. That comes after second place Liverpool miss a chance to close the gap, losing 1-0 against Leicester this morning. The Foxes' impressive win came just three days after they were battered 6-3 by City. Their boss, Brendan Rodgers, said he couldn't have asked for any more from his players. It's absolutely heroic performance. We knew we... We would have to defend well at times, but we knew, like we've seen in, I guess, Manchester City, that we can play football as well. But, um, no, an amazing, amazing result for us. Third place, Chelsea has Brighton in the other overnight game. In tennis, world number one, Novak Djokovic is out of the Serbian team for the ATP Cup in Sydney, a prelude to the Australian Open. There's been intense speculation over whether he will compete. Open organisers say all participants must be vaccinated or have a medical exemption. The 34-year-old says he's opposed to vaccinations. And the American football coach and commentator John Madden has died at the age of 85. The National Football League said he died unexpectedly. The BBC's Richard Hamilton reports. After coaching several smaller clubs, he took over at the Oakland Raiders in 1969. He guided them to a Super Bowl victory in 1977 and still holds the record for the best winning percentage of those who've been in charge of more than 100 games. But John Madden will probably be best remembered for his three-decade career in broadcasting. When he retired from coaching at just 42, he took up commentating, eventually working for all four major Networks, CBS, Fox, ABC and NBC, and at one stage commanding a salary that was higher than any player. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Online media outlet Stan News has seized operations after this morning's raid by National Security Police. The Chief Secretary issues a stern warning to journalists with, as he puts it, political motives. And domestic helpers will no longer be able to quarantine in Penny's Bay as officials prepare contingencies for an Omicron surge. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio
speaking at least and uh, joy bringer borrowed from jupiter and a host's planet suite zero to meter actually put out a whole album redoing the planet suite uh, in a sort of electronic fashion and it was banned for a while because he didn't have permission from the executives of host's will so it was sat on for a few years but they did eventually release it into our second hour this wednesday night last couple of days of the year peter king with his food till 1am 